I want to take just a few moments with you this evening, and, um, and then we're going to conclude with just a little more worship, and we have a, a special surprise to conclude with. Some of you are aware of, some of you may not be. But I'm not going to take too long. I just I want us to bring a focus of something that I think is really unique and interesting uh, tonight. Because, you know, you ask a lot of kids, particularly, that are with us, uh, what's the real meaning of Christmas, and what's Christmas really all about? And how many of you know kids at a young age in America learn a really commercialized version of Christmas? And some kids would actually even say, Christmas is all about Santa Claus, right? And so I want to just point something out to you. Santa Claus is a really unique individual. If you look at the person of St. Nicholas, he was actually born just a few hundred years after Jesus was born to a very wealthy family. And it's really unique when you start to look at his story of the man behind the legend. He, he actually is a real person, and that's kind of how we handled it with our girls who are sitting up here as they were growing up, and we would talk about Santa Claus, and we would see him everywhere, and they would get so excited, and they would always, you know, ask questions. And we would just go back to the information about the legend of St. Nick and who St. Nicholas really was. So I thought it would be good for me to share just a little bit of that. Uh, again, 300 years after Jesus was born, little baby Nicholas was born to wealthy parents. It was really interesting, but as he grew up, he was so inspired by Christ, he was so inspired by Jesus that he gave his life to sharing the story of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why he's known now in terms of as Saint Nick. He literally became a bishop and ultimately would become a saint. And the loving, serving, giving nature of Jesus had so impacted him that he desired to be loving, serving, and giving. So this incredible, generous nature of God being expressed through Christ in his own life. In, in other words, what I'm saying, we're driving at this amazing generosity that was born out of a heart of a man that lived in 300 AD. This amazing generosity became a, a world-known legend of generosity. It's amazing. So, so the cause behind Santa Claus is the cause of Christ. And I, I hadn't really put all that together for some reason until I kind of had to start fathering and dadding a little bit and helping my kids understand the basis of even the heart of this guy that was serving the Lord was all really born out of the love and the life of Christ. Jesus has inspired, think about it, millions and millions and millions of people. He's inspired millions of people just in our generation, but over the years since Jesus came, he's so known that literally history was divided in two by his birth and his death. And how many know Jesus is alive? He is alive, and we're celebrating his life today. Jesus actually has the greatest legacy, think about it, of any man that's ever walked the planet. Now, this is crazy when you really think about it in practical terms, because Jesus lived in a house about the size of a single-car garage, and that single-car garage was shared with animals, and he never traveled more than about 70 miles from his home. He never wrote any books. They didn't have any way to record his messages in audio form. We only have written expressions of, of the things that he said. Yet he has this incredible 
legacy and heritage in the earth. There's been more songs written and sung for Jesus, more artwork done for Jesus than any man in the history of the world, yet he seems so humble, even in his overall. He only spent three years in public ministry trying to make a difference in people's lives. This is incredible. Even in the natural side of this, this is so amazing. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It's a famous verse, and we say it all the time around Christmas, but I want to point something out when you look at the context and history of the book of Isaiah. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. It's a beautiful portion of Scripture. It's a prophetic declaration that actually was written 700 years before Jesus was ever born. Did you know the Bible is filled with predictions about the first coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. In fact, there are more than 300 prophecies or predictions about his coming, and Jesus fulfilled every single one of them. The Bible predicts on a specific date that Jesus would be revealed to his people, and that's the very day that we know as Palm Sunday when Jesus rode in to Jerusalem on a donkey. He fulfilled that prophecy to the day, and that's just one, again, of over 300 prophecies. We know that he was born in Bethlehem. That was a prophecy. It was prophesied he would be a descendant of Abraham, that he would be of the tribe of Judah, that he would be falsely accused, that he would be crucified with criminals. The Bible actually even predicts that there would be soldiers that would gamble over his clothing garments at the foot of the cross, and that took place. Isn't it amazing when you start to see the practical evidence that Jesus really is who the Word of God says Jesus is? Let me just say, Jesus is Lord, and I want to just, I want to sidebar for just a moment with you here. Because how many of you know we don't do a very good job really representing who Jesus truly is to our world a lot of times? You know, I I think it was Gandhi that said something of, uh, I believe, but Lord, save me from your followers. And, And in all honesty, in all of our lives, every one of us in the room can say, we really need help trying to represent God the way God wants to be represented in the earth. Anybody agree with that? And like we see, you know, people falling short. And what happens many times is we see people falling short of this amazing Jesus. And then that kind of gives us uh, our, our fire to say, well, I'm not sure what I think about who God really is. And listen, don't let any sense of misrepresentation that you've ever experienced in this world ever bring your perspective down from absolutely understanding Jesus is love, Jesus is life, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is God who became man so that you and I might understand what life is really all about it and let's keep moving forward trying to understand more of the heart of God, embracing more of the heart of God, expressing more of the heart of God that we might leave the world a better place. Come on, that's what God's called us to do. Not only was little Nicholas as a child who then grew up as an adult, I thought it was interesting, by the way, Nicholas, as he grew older, got arrested for uh, illegally sharing the gospel, so he really devoted his life to, to Christ. 
And uh, he was let go, and then he went back and shared the gospel back in that same region as you study the history. So technically, Santa has a record, so if you've got a record in here, I just want you to know, it's okay, God still wants to do something with your life. Paul had a record too. But when you look at this, Santa, you know, this whole thing of Nicholas, he was inspired by Christ. I mean, think about all the people that were inspired by Christ. When you really, has anybody just driven across Oklahoma City before and seen Mercy Hospital and St. Anthony's Hospital Baptist Hospital. Do you understand that communities all across this nation have these institutions that actually were formed to help people that are hurting in the community called hospitals, and they were born out of inspiration of who Jesus is? Like, that's amazing to me when I think about that. He's an amazing, amazing person, expression of God in, in humanity. Albert Einstein said this, I am a Jew, but I am enthralled by the luminous figure of Nazarene. No one can read the Gospels without feeling the actual presence of Jesus. His personality pulsates in every single word. How many of you believe that's true? I mean, that's pretty amazing for somebody who didn't even call himself a Christian to express he was so inspired by Christ. Jesus was William Booth's inspiration for the Salvation Army. Jesus was Claire Barton's inspiration for the Red Cross. How many of you know we can go on and on and on and on and on and over the generations? Jesus, will you say his name with me out loud? Jesus has inspired our world to be a wonderful place. And as we embrace that inspiration, as we learn to be just a little more like him, then we wind up leaving our world a better place. We wind up making our world more filled with joy, more filled with grace, more filled with strength, more filled with life, more filled with love. We start to sense a commission and a mandate to do something more than merely exist or maybe bring about a life that's so uh, you know, self-fulfilling, but actually we learn what value there is in truly sacrificing so that other people's lives can be expressed. I heard this story of a farmer. It's just such a good uh, analogy, but farmer really didn't want anything to do with religion. I mean, yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd heard it. He didn't really get it all that much, and he was good. I mean, he was a good person, and he was good. And he one day, in a hailstorm, stood on his back porch, and he looked out in the back, and, and geese were trying to fly. They actually grounded in the, in the back area of his farm. And he's watching as hailstones are pelting these poor geese, and he feels a sense of compassion. Maybe I can help them. And he runs out in the back, and he opens the barn door. He's now being hit, hit by these hailstones. He opens the barn door, and, and he's running out there, and he's saying, you know, get in the, get in the barn, get in the barn. It's You'll find safety there. Get in the barn. And the geese, I mean, how I many you know the geese weren't going to pay attention? Like, they didn't say, ah, thank you. You know, I mean, they're, they're just, every time he ran to them, he scared them, and they couldn't relate. They couldn't identify. He's just too big. He's just too scary. He's just too human. And they're too animal. And he got on the porch by, the, by this point in time, bleeding, frustrated, thinking, why don't these dumb geese get in where their lives can be saved. And he said, suddenly, it hit him. If I could just be one of them, just for a brief amount of time, then I could show them the way to be saved. And that's what Jesus did for us. Suddenly, it made sense. And that night, 
in the face of his frustration, in the face of his disappointment with religion, he stood on the back porch and he said, God, I don't really understand all of it, but I really do believe. And in that moment, he gave his life to Christ and he then became a part of this incredible army that God mobilizes in the earth to go and try to effectively share the love in the life of Christ. He, he knew he wasn't going to do it perfectly. He knew he was going to make mistakes. But can I just tell you guys, your mistakes are actually part of your message. Because when people realize that it's okay to make mistakes and that God will still love you through that, then they realize there's hope for them. So unto us this child was born. Unto us the whole landscape of the world changed. Like, that's, that's basically what I have to say today. Jesus really did come as God to rescue humanity. Born into the earth. Crazy, I know, born of a virgin. Not a fairy tale, not a fable. Fulfilled 300 plus prophecies. I mean, those are pretty amazing. When you start evaluating the elaborate nature of some of those prophecies, the very day the Bible says Jesus would be revealed, that's the day that he was revealed on Palm Sunday. I mean, over and all these amazing, fascinating prophecies came to pass. I want to just stand up and say to you, we all have a past. I've been places I'm not very proud of when I really look back at my history, but I am so thankful to God. He sent His Son, Jesus, to rescue me out of that nonsense and take me out of history and give me destiny. And I want to say, if we will no longer choose to identify with our dysfunction, then we can choose to identify with our destiny through Christ. He's got a wonderful plan for our future. Come on, why don't you give Him praise? Let's all give him praise. Why don't we stand to our feet and just give him praise today? Would you give him a standing ovation today? He's worthy. He is worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. We honor you, Lord Jesus, with all of our hearts, with everything that we are. Somebody ought to shout tonight. Somebody ought to declare Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord. We believe. The legacy of Jesus continues. The legacy of God is established within all humanity. The legacy of God lives on. Thank you, Lord. if you'll just come into alignment with God's assignment for your life. There is something God wanted done that made you necessary. You didn't come here like haphazardly. Somebody might have twisted your arm to get you here. I don't know how you arrived in the room. But I believe God does things very much on purpose. And I believe that we need to learn to listen when the Holy Spirit begins to deal with our heart and just take steps forward. 
How many know you just take, you got to start with the first step and then you just got to take steps forward and, and slowly, gradually, progressively, God makes us more like him as he imputes and puts into us and imparts his legacy, the legacy of God within our own lives. It's amazing. It's amazing. So let's just have a moment of honesty. How many of you know you need to take a step? You need, like, you just know God's convicting you. I I just want to tell you, I I really hadn't planned this at all. But I just feel God wants to help us on this journey. If you're here, you say, I just know I need to take a step. Maybe it's the first step in your faith, in your walk with the Lord. Maybe it's just you've been reluctant and you know God's calling you to another step. But if you're here and you say, I know God's telling me right now I need to take a step forward in my faith, just hold your hand up. I want to pray for you very specifically. Thank you. Yep, yep. Just hold them there for a moment. We're just going to agree tonight. We're going to take a step forward. Step by step, we walk forward in Christ. Come on, there are some people that are before you that need to know the love and the life of Christ as a result of your surrendered available life. Your obedience is not just about you. It's about the world around you. So come on, let's pray this out loud. Everybody pray it with me. Lord Jesus, you came. We're here tonight celebrating unto us. God himself was born. You lived, you died, but you are alive. You're risen from the grave. You are who you say you are. You are Lord. I need you to rescue me from my own sin and to teach me your ways every single day that I would walk with God, that I would be known as one who walked with God at the conclusion of this life. Through Jesus I can. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, God is with us. Why don't you give him celebration and praise? Let's press in and worship him.